If you're like us, you understand that real estate can be a huge asset for yourself. But do you ever wonder why real estate companies haven't changed in over decades? And why real estate companies haven't let agents be partners with them, but instead there's always somebody at the top making all the money? Or why some real estate companies thought that they were helping by offering flat fees or lowering splits, but while doing this, taking away all the value, leaving you on an island by yourself? These are some of the questions you should be thinking about. This podcast will show you how real estate agents like us have now created a model that would change the way real estate is done and how we different from the old set in their way real estate companies. We want to give you more time, freedom, and the life you truly deserve. So here are some new ideas and ways to have a great business while still having a life that you deserve. I'm Luke Beard, and this is my partner, Chad Dinky of The Great Way. Um, let's go on to number five. Take advantage of lead generation tools, right? So a lot of what we offer, we offer a, full, a ton of tech tools at, at, over the great way. And um, we have KB Core, and we have Core Listing Machine, and we, we offer just a ton of cool stuff, bomb bomb videos. Um, but it's important that as we go through this technology era in, in our business, because within the last two years, five years, it was, you know, technology was huge. You know, websites were big. Then they kind of drew back a little bit more Facebook ad, social media ads. Now that stuff's coming back around, but technology is getting really huge. So I think the, the, the number five thing out of becoming a great agent is you've got to take advantage of lead generation tools. And that includes all the technology that's offered you as an agent. So if you're not into technology, I've heard a lot of agents cause I work with a lot of, uh, you know, different agents that have been doing this one year, 30 years, 10 years, a lot of different types of agents. And some of the agents that have been doing this a while say, Hey, you know, I've, I've made it fine this far and I've never took advantage of tech, you know, my tech stuff or social media and, and I'm not going to learn it. It's not worth my time. Well, it will be worth your time when you're out of the business in three or five years because you can't keep up with the people that are doing a lot of the technology and taking all the leads. You know, there's a lot of companies that are that are trying to cut cut agents' throats by taking our business in different ways. But there's a lot of agents that just don't understand the technology and the social media and what it can do for you. So it's really important as we talk about number five, take advantage of lead generation tools to really understand what is available out there and really use the tools that are in front of you to be successful. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, it's the old adage, you know, the, the train and the automobile business, right? I mean, and the people in the train business laughed at the automobile, right? but at the end of the day, they thought they were in the train business. They didn't, they didn't look at themselves um, as, as being in the transportation business. Right. And that's where serving clients and transportation, not the train business. And so that's real estate. I mean, um, that's that's where it's headed. Like whether we like it or not, technology, technology is here. Right. And I mean, uh, with COVID and everything, it just it was on it was coming on the map anyway. Things things were shifting as it was. But COVID really just changed every everything you know, overnight. And so we know margins are shrinking. I mean, I, now I'm in the habit of looking at what the uh, commissions on the buy side are getting paid because it's just now religiously where I'm at here in Arizona, it's, it's shaped. Like everything's getting shaped. And so um, it's getting harder and harder you, you know, to compete. So you have to get to make harder and harder to make the same amount of money. 
And so, which means if you're used to just doing deals the old way and you're not adding anything, like how are you going to up your production if you're making less, right? If you just got your pay cut in half, well, then you just do the same amount of production. How are you going to get ahead? Well, you have to adopt and you have to adapt some of these, these newer things that are coming to the industry or else you're just going to get left behind. It's just not an option anymore. Uh, can you get by for a while? Yeah. I mean, this classic example is this with the car dealerships, right? I saw so many people come and gone and that industry is completely, it's, it's, it's a fraction of what it used to be. Right. I mean, there ain't no old school guys like that. I mean, and the guys that are making it anymore, buy here, pay here, predatory lending, but everything's changed on that front. Everything's on the internet. We'll ship to your front door. We'll, we'll deliver it. Sale guarantee. I mean, if you're looking for a model, you don't think it's coming. Well, neither did the car guys, right? The one price pricing. I remember, man, back in the day, the one price pricing wars and the guys in plaid and, oh, man, the dealers are squawking and squealing about one price pricing. Oh, my gosh, dude. It was out of control. Just like realtors about Zillow and realtors about iBuyers, everybody squawking. Why? Because they knew what was coming. They knew they were going to get slapped in the face. And that's exactly what happened in the car industry. And guess what? All those people out of business, those people that didn't conform, gone. CarMax is here. BP's here. CarCamp is here. Those guys are all out of business. All those old school guys that said they didn't want to do it that way anymore, all out of business, right? Because they didn't see what was coming. And like, you just got it. You're going to have to do it. If you're going to stay in the industry, it's going to change. And so you got to learn to adapt that and take advantage of it. The cool thing is, is there's, there's ways to take advantage of it and make it rock. Right. How bad do you really want to stay in real estate? Right. Exactly. You know, and, and if it's not your game, then figure it out. Uh, like with us, that's why we have more than one way to get paid. We know the future of real estate is changing. We know that margins are shrinking. So if you're going to like, it, like, and that's why we partner and we do partnerships like Amazon, even Amazon, the icon it is, it's partners with everybody. Why? Because they're not stupid. They know that margins have shrunk on everything. The internet has destroyed everything. So partnerships are everything. And so you have to be looking for more than one way to make money. And that's going to be not only the traditional ways you used to do it, but the new ways of using technology. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool that you talk about partnership too, because that's one thing that, that the great way offers is a true partnership with our agents so they can actually uh, multiple streams of revenue uh, besides real estate. But let's jump right into this uh, number six, um, and that's nurture your leads to ensure you close the sale, right? So you have to learn how to nurture these leads because what happens with a lot of times with agents too is they will use their technology and they will use their CRM and then they actually get the client and they don't even know how to, how to systematically nurture the leads and so the leads just go away. They call them once or twice and, oh, well, they didn't call me back. So I guess they don't want to buy or sell. Well, well, in the meantime, they're out looking at properties and they call another agent. And the agent gets them on the phone. So you have to, you have to learn how to nurture and ensure you, you, these leads so you can actually close the sale. You know, and a lot of that stuff we do by keeping up with the clients, right? The 10, 10, 10, 1. We do that to make sure that our clients are always hearing from us, right? We set up property alerts, we schedule pop buys. 
every so often if it's a holiday or or just some some sometimes I want to stop by a client's house, I'll bring them a little something. Maybe it's something at the dollar store. You go to the dollar store every year on Halloween and get these little scarecrows and I'll go drop mm. them off at their house, right? It costs me a dollar, you guys. It's not that big of a deal. But you have to be creative and you have to nurture these leads and these people because remember, your pipeline equals your paycheck. The more people you can get in your pipeline, the more people you can take care of or nurture, the bigger at the end of the day, the more the more paycheck you get, right? So it's really important that you're you're making sure you're you, you know we don't want to just work really hard to get these leads, Chad. And that's what happens is we work really hard to get these leads, and then we don't know how to nurture them. And so guess what? They go away and they find somebody else. So we have to make sure that once we've worked so hard through our technology and our CRM and our platinum service and all these other great things we're doing that we find the time and we continue to nurture them so we can continue to keep our pipeline full and the people in our pipeline then turn into a paycheck and a closing and a relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it, it's just like, it's like farming a field, right? You, I mean, you can't just plant a seed and then just walk away and never water it. And so your clients are just like that. You always have to make sure the ground's good. You got to till the ground. You know, you got to cut the harvest down. Like it's it's just like farming. Like you plant a seed, six months later they finally get a house, and boom, and it's just like a harvest. The harvest is done. Well, you still got to chop down the harvest and retill the soil and move the ground right and replenish it and like recycle it. And that's like your clients. You got to stay in front. And just because the one work is done, you got the harvest. Well, then it's like you still got work to do before another harvest. Right. And it's like you got to maintain it. You still got to water the ground and you got to fertilize it. and You got to do all these other things. It's just not like, oh, it's on regeneration. And then next year they just oh, it, it drops seeds and then a million more crops grow. No, it's systematic. Like you have to go back and, and, and nurture that stuff and stay in front of it and make sure that your field is, is healthy and not, you know, not dying. Absolutely, yeah, that makes a good point, man. And that kind of takes us to, to number seven of this is continue to grow and learn, you know. Uh, there's lots of good training out there that you can find online. There's a lot of good systems that we offer at The Great Way. You can check out our page, learnthegreatway.com. We have the, you know, the podcast that you're on now, and hopefully you're learning a lot there. Um, but there's a lot of places you can learn, and you want to pick good mentors and coaches, right? Because I've learned a lot of stuff or heard a lot of things over the years, and it was just garbage. So it's garbage in, garbage out, right? So you got to make sure – what the type of things you are learning, the things that you're filling your brain with are actually helping you be more successful. They're helping you be more accountable. They're helping you grow. And, and they're really taking yet the business that you're trying to build to the next level or not, and they're not holding you back, right? So I think continue to grow and learn every single day and uh, is, is our number seven thing because it's just, it's just so important. Well, Right. And so here's, here's the thing, like, and this goes back to the mit pairing it with the mentorship. Right. And so if you, if you, if you're watching something or you're looking at something else um, and, and, and you see something take action, you got to have somebody bounce it off of. Right. 
And if you if you're like, well, Chad, how do you know he's a good mentor? Well, personally, like if if you ask somebody like, what's the last book you're they've read or a podcast or or something like that? I mean, a good way if if they have to answer a couple of seconds, it takes them uh, like to tell you the last YouTube video they watched or something they listened to. You might want to think of, you know a second about who's really teaching you, right? Because it, like you said, like if they're not watching videos, if they're not looking at Facebook or looking at other things, you know, are they the right person, you know, to, to show you the way. And so if you're like, well, I don't know where to start. Well, then you would ask a mentor. Like if anybody asks me like, Hey, Hey, hey Chad, uh, where do I start? I'm like, well, first off, before I turn the fire, this hose on and drowned you. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get specific on what it is you need to learn about. Because it's like walking into a library, right? And then just like, oh, great, where do I start? There's so much knowledge. And so if you have somebody that can show you, like you said, they'll point you in the right direction. And they'll be like, yeah, great. Well, listen to this guy's podcast or listen to our podcast or listen to this or listen to that, right? And, and then you can tune in and then they can help point you in the right direction. And then you can grow. You, you can learn to grow. And then the second thing is what that mentor is taking reps, because it's one thing, it's one thing to learn and listen, but without reps, hey, just because I listen to How to Be Skinny podcast doesn't mean I'm not going to be 400 pounds, right. right? I mean, if I eat wrong, well, you know, Luke, I'm just, I'm really psyched up, man. I've been listening to this skinny podcast for the last two years. Well, how many pounds you lost? Well, none. I put on 100. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you got no action. You didn't take any reps, right? And like, exactly. so it's it's like you got to pair it with the right thing, right? And yeah, so cool. you got to you got to. I mean, you got to watch the videos, and then mentor pair it maybe with a mentor, and then take reps. Well, Chad, I don't have a mentor. Well, then take reps. What's another agent that's at the same level you are? I used to race motocross at the track. There was guys there who whooped my ass, right? I mean, I loved riding. But I'll tell you what, when I found out one guy on the track that was like my speed, oh, it was on, man. I felt like I was super cross. Man, it was like national championships, right? We were getting it on. Right, right, right. It was like, man, I felt like, man, the king of kings, right? But the reality was, is like, yeah, I couldn't go race with the top dogs. But I found another guy running my speed, and then we were able to iron shoppers iron. And then that's what you can do in real estate, right? And so you could grow that way as well and, you know, and share the battles with somebody else and get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that kind of takes us into our last thing, man, which I think is really important is begin with the end in mind. You always keep a clear picture of your goal. Do you know what your goals are? Are you tracking your progress? And, and you know, we have a really cool point sheet that we've created to help people track progress and, and help them keep track of what they're doing to, to be successful in this business. But I think the beginning, keeping the beginning or keeping the end in mind is always so important because a lot of us, what happens is we get lost in our goals and, and what we think we're going to do and what we, what we plan to do, but we really forget what our ultimate end goal is. And so we get off track. And a lot of the times, I mean, I see this a lot when I was first starting out is I wanted to be in a certain level and then something would sidetrack me or I would really forget where my end goal was and I would lose track of where I really wanted to go. So I would get sidetracked down this road and then I would have to come back because I wasn't thinking about what, where I wanted to end up. I was just focusing on what I was doing in right now at the moment and I really think it's important that 
always begin with the end in mind. So whatever that end goal is, break it down from there. Don't do tasks that lead up to the end goal. You gotta know where that end goal is and then break them down in reverse so you have a step-by-step -step action plan on how to get there. Right, yeah, I just thought, again, I talked to a guy, you know, today that's uh, wanting to become a realtor and, you know, he's, he's working all kinds of hours, got his brand new newborn, a year old, wakes up every two hours. And then, you know, bottom line was just like, he's got this in game and I'm like, have you mapped it out? I'm like, let me ask you this, how many days a week you working? And I'm like, have you sat down and write down your schedule from morning till end? You're telling me you ain't got time. You're lying to me. Like how many days a week you working? Well, you know, five, you know, sometimes six. I'm like, well, when I started my, when I came down here in Arizona, I worked seven days a week for over a year. So, you know, but I had to end in mind, right? Like I had to put food on the table. I was a sole income, but I knew that if I worked open houses and I, and I, and I knew the numbers because I listened to another guy and he said, look, if you get anywhere around 20 people in a, uh, in a, in a, uh, open house, you're going to get a deal. Well, I just started working the numbers, right? And I had it in mind, and I was like, well, I need to put food on the table, do so many deals. Then I ended up doing like 20, 20 deals, right? In the next six months. So it was, but at the end, you got to have the end in mind, right? Of, of what it was. And, and, and that's the thing. And if you don't map that out, you don't know your goals. It's like, well, he wants out, he hates his job, and he wants this, his wife. And he's like, and I'm like, dude, you got to map it out because in five years you got the same result. But uh, I'm like, if you don't map it out, you're just going to end up five years later in the same result. And you, you and your wife are going to be like on the skits. You might be getting divorced because you're both stressed. And it's just like, you know, you got to have the end in mind and then work backwards to map it out. But, you know, what's the alternative? Five years to be sitting in the same spot where you're sitting today. I know people, I have friends that I know that are in the same seat they were in high school. Right. You know, when it comes to like, they haven't moved in life. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's like, because they had no end in mind and they're literally doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that happens all the time. I think it happens in real estate all the time. A lot of people that have been in the business a while always think, well, what is that team or what's that agent doing? differently than what I'm doing. I'm working so much harder yet. They're closing all these deals. Well, it's because then they know where they're going. You, right. you, you don't have a clue where you're going. You're just spinning your wheels, trying to get business and try to get to that next deal and try to build this up. But you have no systems. You have no, you have no goals, real goals. And you're not focusing on exactly where those goals are and how you get there. You're just trying to do whatever you can. And maybe you'll eventually hit a goal, but if you don't know what the end result is or the end thing that you're trying to get to, you can't get there. And that's why you're always looking at everybody else and everybody else's business and comparing yourself with them is because you don't even have your own goals. You're so wor worried about what they're doing and what their goals are. You haven't taken the time to really look at your own goals and figure out what you really want in life and what you really want in your business. And once yeah. you do that, once you know exactly what you want and what your end goal is, then you can have a roadmap to get there. But instead, you're worried about what everybody else is doing. I th and I think that's a, what causes a lot of failure in people's lives and their businesses because they're always worried about what everybody else is doing and not really worried about how they're going to get to that end goal that they've created or if they've even created that end goal for themselves. Right. And if you don't solidify it, it's like I told them, like, 
if you don't solidify and take control, like he's, it's like I told him to set a specific time, right? And instead of like just trying to, oh, right now I'll, I'll do the classes. It's just like, why don't you? And then he's rattled all week because he's like, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I said, if you just set a date to do it, you don't have to worry about it all week, right? And then you just do it the day you're supposed to do it. So you don't make yourself nervous because you know, this is the day, this is the time and I've prepared for it and you'll get more work done in that time rather than just being frazzled and everything's out of control. Because when you start to map it out, you start to like get focused, right? And then it narrows in. And like you said, and then, then it becomes easier. It doesn't become a huge distraction because you've started solidify and put a game plan together and because you did that, it's easier to handle. And the stress, you're always going to have a stress no matter how good you are and no matter how much you game plan. But the key is, is just not let it get eight miles wide. Try to keep it somewhat controlled. And then, you know, and then that way you can get the results. Absolutely. Hey, I think we gave a, we gave a lot of great tips today. I just kind of want to run through these one more time with everybody before we go. Uh, so eight tips to being a great agent, you guys, you got to have, a, number one is have a scalable CRM, right? We, can, we use the 10-10 use the one that, that we talked about. Number two, be consistent and hold yourself accountable, right? Get a mentor, get an accountability partner that'll help you. Uh, number three, establish a process. What's your start to finish checklist process look like for your clients? Uh, number four, go above and beyond with platinum service. Don't just do what everybody else is doing, but go that extra mile and, be, and your, your business will see the flourishment of that. Number five, take advantage of lead generation tools. You know, we use KB Core and Listing Machine and we have a lot of cool uh, uh, tools we, we provide our agents, but what are you using to be successful? And are you using social media and, the, and, and these tools to really help grow your business, right? And if not, why not? Uh, number six, nurture leads and ensure you close the sale. What are you doing to nurture the leads, right? Just like Chad said, it's not about having the farm every year and throwing some seeds down and then hopefully next year they, they grow back. No, it's consistently nurturing these clients and these, in your, in, in these people that you're trying to build relationships and do business with so you can continue to build the business with them. Number seven, continue to grow and learn. What are you doing daily to make sure your brain's learning and are you finding the right things you're learning? And, if, and not only learning, are you implementing what you're learning? Because we can all learn, but I didn't say just continue to learn. I said continue to grow and learn. And grow means you actually take what you learn and you grow with it. You grow whatever you're learning, you actually grow into it, okay? And then number eight, begin with the end in mind. Because if you don't know where your end's at, how are you ever going to get there? You'll never get there. You'll be in the hamster wheel like everybody else in society is that just spins on a hamster wheel and never actually gets anywhere because they don't know where they're going. So make sure number eight is begin with the end in mind. Chad, any last comments before we go, buddy? You know, as always, like you said, you guys can check our stuff out at learnthegreatway.com. Uh, you can learn the same, the same five strategies that Luke used to sell over 300 homes in one year. And then if you guys, um, if you could, if you really like the, the podcast and stuff, do us a favor and head over to iTunes, uh, leave us a review. We'd love you for that. And uh, you guys have a great day. We appreciate your time. You guys always showing up. We feel you, I uh, hope you guys got something out of it. Perfect. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again.